When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to a Friday Buckeye Talk. Doug Lamarie, Stephen Means, and this is a good one. They're all good. Most of them are good. This one's good, Stephen. Buckeye uh, Talk. <laughs> most of them are good. I am actually a little nervous about this one because it lies with everything here. It doesn't really matter, but we're sort of making ourselves make a decision here. And... We have had uh, some pushback a little bit from fans about making them do this. And what we are doing is making you pick between C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields. If you were an NFL GM and you had the ability to acquire one of them, maybe you're going to try to tank for C.J. Stroud or maybe you're going to try to trade for Justin Fields. Who would you go after with the information you have now? You're thinking the long-term prospects of success for my NFL team, which guy would I want? And from the 5-1-3, I feel like this is you guys making us choose who our favorite kid is, and I don't like it, Douglas. So from that texter, I told that texter, I texted back Stephen and said, I understand what they're saying, and to be fair on those lines, next week on a pod, I will rate both of my daughters in five separate categories on a scale of one to 10. And then I will pick one. And so, so you guys, you know, tell them it's turnabout is fair play because that's what we're doing here. We asked the tech subscribers and I think this was a fun one for the tech subscribers. And then Stephen and I did the same thing. We are ranking CJ Stroud and Justin Fields in five separate categories, arm talent, which is kind of like arm strength, big time throws, the ability to make every throw, then accuracy, which is a little different. Those are two separate categories because throwing the ball is what it's all about. So I don't feel bad having two throwing categories. Then athleticism slash running ability. You know what that means. Then processing, reading a defense, implementing your game plan, that kind of thing. And then leadership slash intangibles, sort of face of the franchise kind of stuff, rallying the guys in the locker room, calm on the sideline in the fourth quarter, whatever, that kind of stuff. So we're going one to 10 in each. I have mine. I have the texters. Steven will reveal his, and we'll add it up. And then with the texters and a separate thing, Steven, we did initially just say pick one. Who would it be? And we'll reveal the answers there. 
we're not here to talk anybody down, Stephen. Not because we're afraid to do that, but because are we in agreement? And I do think our texters are mostly in agreement that they're both pretty good options for the NFL. We're just trying to think which one might be a little better. Yes. And it's also, they're just different enough that we're almost having a pick your flavor conversation. Well, More and that's, a, yeah. And, and I will say there were multiple textures, Stephen. And again, we're going to keep talking about this. Is like, this is some of the fun stuff with the texting. I have a bunch of texter correspondence that will drop in and read during the course of this. But Stephen, there are people saying, if I'm the GM, which team am I the GM of? Who's my Bingo. coach? Who's my offensive coordinator? How do I play? And while I understand that question, you also in the NFL sort of have the ability to do whatever you want to do. Because if you have a guy you want to draft, then pick a coach an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach that will bring out the best in him. And if you don't have that right now, then build your team around him. This is the quarterback, Stephen. So while I understand what they're saying, it's also to me sort of not the question because get a great quarterback and then build your championship team around him is not too much to ask, right? It's not like, well, we are who we are. Oh, well, no. Lean into the guy's talents. In theory, it shouldn't be too much to ask, but I mean, we all see, you know, NFL teams struggle with this concept time and time again. But yes, in theory, it's like pick a guy you like, pick a guy, and then figure out what it's been. You're almost spending the first year figuring out what he is as you build around him. I will also say just very quickly from the 614 asking who would you pick, CJ Stroud or Justin Fields, uh, this person responded, Ewers. Just kidding. And that feels personal. And I have canceled that person's text description (laughs) because that feels like that's not really about Quinn Ewers. That's about me. And um, I did. I laughed. I did laugh. Someone else along those lines, Stephen, someone asked this question. It's Rick in Buffalo. And the 612 said, hey, guys, love this question. and looking forward to when you discuss it. One thought that nags at me is if you drop Justin Fields into the Baltimore Ravens system right now, is he an instant MVP candidate? I may be oversimplifying but I believe his accuracy and arm talent is better than Lamar Jackson's. No one is the athlete that Lamar is, but is Justin just good enough to make that system work. So part of this here, and I know this is very hard to do, Stephen, but part of what I was asking the texters to do and what I want us to do here is we can't just go by, man, the Bears sucked last year. Because Correct. you have to try, it's not just... Justin Fields in the Bears system. Justin Fields bogged down by Matt Nagy. Justin Fields now with a new head coach and a new offensive play caller. We have to go by, I almost would just evaluate Justin Fields, what you knew at Ohio State, Stephen. I don't even know if you take, right? Are you taking much of what happened with the Bears last year into account? No, and to be honest with you, I didn't, I don't care what happened with the Bears last year. They're, they're a mess, and he's a rookie quarterback. That's, a diff- that's not fair. And we don't know what C.J. Stroud looks like as a rookie quarterback in a messy situation, so you can't use that. We also don't know what C.J. Stroud second-year quarterback looks like, so I didn't even use Justin Fields 2020. I used, for my stuff, Justin Fields in 2019 as a first-year starting quarterback, sophomore in college, versus C.J. Stroud, first-year starting quarterback, sophomore in college, because that's equal playing ground for both. So I do think, I mean, and part of this, it's, it's not a mat, like it's imaginary in the sense that we aren't actual NFL GMs, but to me, 
every bit of information we have right now is the information you have. And obviously, mm-hmm. they're at different points. Justin played two years at Ohio State. CJ has played one. Justin's had a year in the NFL. But you just have to use the available information. And so how you choose to do that, maybe you do throw out Chicago. It's there if you want it. But if part of your process as general manager Stephen Means is, I don't think that was really indicative of, that, of anything of Justin Fields' talents. So I'll ignore it. Completely valid. But you do have it. So you have to, you know, it's just, it's what we have right now. A couple more before we get into this. This is from the 419. Hey, Doug, I'm a podcaster as well. Ooh, I like podcasters. I exclusively cover the NFL. As an Ohio State fan, and more importantly, a big Fields fan, I've had a lot of conversations with other NFL media members and just general fans and commentators for the last several years about Ohio State quarterbacks and Fields in general. I think there's a cognitive disconnect between us and the general NFL public who have a very poor opinion of Fields, previously of Dwayne Haskins and Ohio State quarterbacks in general. Outside of Chicago sports media, there's hardly a kind word spoken about Justin. Stroud doesn't seem to suffer the stigma quite as much. But Fields hasn't done anything to shake the popular narrative that Ohio State quarterbacks suck in the NFL. I'm curious to see how Stroud's junior year will affect his draft stock. I really went to bat for Justin as QB1 over Trevor Lawrence in his draft class. Neither of them had good rookie seasons, so it's hard to say who should have been picked. But there's no question he looked lost and unprepared for most of the year. And then this is a similar kind of the NFL and Justin Fields. This is from the 215 from our guy, Matt, I voted for CJ, who I like, but it's more a vote against Justin. In the abstract, I think I would prefer to go back in time and have Justin from his first day as a pro rather than CJ, but the Bears didn't really support him last year, and their offseason and draft this year doesn't suggest they see an urgency to do so. This next part is reading tea leaves, and I'm not a Bears fan, just a Justin fan, so maybe I'm wrong, but with the new GM and hiring a defensive-minded head coach, it seems like they are expecting Justin to win despite the tools around him rather than because of the tools around him. The Bears' leadership also doesn't seem to be acting like they are dependent on Justin's success. I can't get out of my head that the NFL last year just didn't seem to prize Justin as an NFL prospect the way most Ohio State fans do. So I think those are valid opinions, and I would say this. Don't let the fact that NFL people are dumb and the Bears are dumb affect your view of Justin Fields. Those yeah. two textures aren't dumb, but like I, I'm trying to like remove that because A, if people are like, oh, Ohio State quarterbacks stink in the NFL, we're not talking about Ohio State quarterbacks. We're talking about Ryan Day quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. This is not to, to, to try to use Terrell Pryor or Braxton Miller or JT Barrett or Troy Smith or Art Schleister, like that's that's could not be further from the point. So if that's what other people say, that's dumb. So ignore that. And the fact that it seems like the Bears, who did not draft a receiver for Justin Fields very high, who did not who do not seem to be leaning into offensive playmakers, will see how they use him. Whatever. There's no reason right now, Stephen. There's not a lot of confidence in the Bears bringing out the best in Justin. But it doesn't mean there's a lot of good. There, there still is a lot of good inside Justin. So, so feel like it's a distressed asset then. Hey, you're a GM. Trade for Justin. Maybe you can get him for a low price because the Bears are so dumb. So while I think those two points have value, Stephen, it also is a little bit besides the point to me because I don't think we should get bogged down in either of those things. You can't, get, you can't blame a young rookie quarterback for the environment he's in when he didn't choose it. 
Yes. I think is the best way to put it. Yes. Because I, I think that's right. I think that's right. And the thing that you said, Stephen, from the five, seven, three, this is kind of along the same lines. I do not think this is as easy as one or the other. It depends on who is on the team around him and the type of offense you want to have. I think they are mm-hmm. two different types of quarterbacks and they are. And I do think we're going to fall in just because we didn't break down a hundred hours of film to do this podcast, Stephen. This is slightly going to be mobile quarterback versus processor athlete versus pure, right? Not that mm-hmm. Justin Fields isn't a good processor, not that CJ field CJ Stroud doesn't have some athleticism, but we're going to wind up putting them in boxes to simplify the discussion. And it may turn into, as you said, a stylistic discussion about what kind of NFL quarterback do you want? And I want us to try to get beyond that, but also that's also staring us right in the face. Right, Steven? Yeah. But even within that style conversation, it can be like, like Tom Brady and Mac Jones are the same style of quarterback, but Tom Brady's better at being that style of quarterback than Mac Jones is at this point in his career. So it is some, it's like, are CJ Stroud's best traits better than what Justin Fields' best traits are a little bit, if that makes sense. Yes. Cause it's not just the style. It's how good you are at the style. Yeah. Right. It's right. If the conversation's <laughs> Mac Jones versus Patrick Mahomes, it's like, okay, well, I don't know. Maybe yeah. you like a pure drop back, but you'd still take Patrick Mahomes. But if it's Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, then you're in a conversation, right? So I think you're, mm-hmm. you're definitely right there. From the 989, Stroud, Justin is doomed in Chicago. Again, we're getting him out. We're rescuing him. He's coming to good team X with team president Doug Maurice and general manager Stephen Means. We are saving him. We're getting him out of there. Also, this one I thought was interesting. From the 317, Doug, I think your survey is dumb. Mm. Poor Justin has been stuck on a terrible team and no one knows how good he might be. CJ is way hot, but just coming off really just one year. Not a great basis for evaluation. To which I say, if again, this is the let's wait and see kind of sports fan, then don't listen to podcasts and don't read any stories and just wait for football season to come and then watch the games and wait for more information. So I just, I'm always flabbergasted by the, oh, we don't have enough information to have a discussion. Then don't have it. Then don't listen. It's not like we're going to get the information tomorrow. Like the season doesn't start till September and we got to find stuff to talk about for the next four months. what's fun? (laughs) Talking about sports, expressing opinions, offering analysis. So like the, it's too early to tell. Fine. Just, just close your sports brain, shut your sports brain down until September and go for a walk. It's fine, but we're going to do this. So let's start. The first one we'll do is arm talent. Big time throws, certainly deep ball. I think of the outs that Justin Fields made free money on, 12-yard outs there whenever he wanted it. It felt like they did not do that as much with C.J. Stroud. It really, it's not, it's not just arm strength, Stephen, but it's a lot of arm strength. It's the, it's the net, like what's in there? What does your, his accuracy, when we get to accuracy next, at Certainly, there's been a great discussion in the NFL. And it's why I was down on Josh Allen. Everyone's always discussing, can you get better at accuracy? Can you teach accuracy? And there's kind of a debate there. Like how much, by the time you're done with college, if you're not that accurate, are you going to get more accurate in the NFL? Josh Allen did. 
not many guys have. But accuracy, certainly I can be, can be learned more. Most of this stuff, Stephen, I think is innate. Do you have it or not? So arm talent is the way I express this. What were your ratings for Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud on arm talent? I gave Stroud the slightest edge you could possibly give somebody, 8.9 to 8.8. And how you just described it validated it to me for how you went with it. Fields has the stronger arm, yes. And we showed that in the outs. He showed that in how often they would throw the deep ball with him. But I don't think that's all there is to arm talent when I hear, can he make all the throws? Can you, and this is not an accurate conversation. This is accuracy conversation. This is a, do you know what type of ball you need to throw a person? You know, do you know what type of touch you need? And that's manipulating your arm. That's not just throwing 90 mile per hour heaters down the field for 60 yards. That's also the, can you throw the, you know, the 15 yarder over the middle, but do it in the right timing and throw it at the right angle. And I don't know why I'm throwing my arm. I'm not a quarterback, but it's just helping me make my point here. I think, when I hear all the throws, I mean, I hear distance and I hear type of throw that needs to be make, made for that ball to be completed. And I think CJ is a little bit better at, at that than what Justin is. Okay, I, th- I, I do think you're scooching towards accuracy yeah, with some of that description. I will say the texters and I both gave the edge to Justin here. Hmm. I did not do any points in mine, so I gave Justin an eight and CJ a seven. The texters gave Justin an 8.9. And this is all with the textures. It's a rating of one to 10. So each individual texture is a solid number, one through 10. And then we get the average. The textures, 8.9 for Justin, 8.19 for CJ. So that is slight edges to Justin. And it's, it's almost like a boxing card. It's like a split decision. Two slight edges to Justin, one slight edge to CJ. Overall, that rating will then be on arm talent. Justin Fields is in total is a 25.7 for us. And CJ is a 24.09. I think Justin's deep ball throwing is pretty up there. And it's not that CJ's isn't. I'm a little, the outs are the ones to me. That NFL throw, especially from the the wide hash, like all the way across the field. I just think Justin's got more there for that so that is how that worked into me but I also remember you know coming in when Justin got here there were a lot of discussions about like the type of ball you deliver right and that is and that's like a catchable ball is a catchable ball Mm. accuracy or is that arm talent well it's kind of a little bit of both but it probably is more about arm talent because one's throwing a strike and one's throwing a curveball and a slider and a cutter and all that kind of stuff so do you have all the pitches Yes, I have all the pitches. Then can you throw them for strikes? That's accuracy. So you're saying you think maybe CJ has a wider variety of pitches, even if we all agree, maybe Justin gets it up there at 98 and CJ's more around 95. But maybe CJ has a little more variety in what he throws. Justin has the best pitch, but CJ has more pitches, has more in his bag. Yes. And so that's why I gave the slight edge because I want – because this isn't baseball, we're talking about football here, and there is more to it than just can you throw how hard you can throw. I I yeah. respect that a little bit more. Okay, all right. So it's close. I I don't think there's a couple areas, and I, and I think most of the people listening, you guys are gonna kind of kind of gonna be 
generally in the same frame of reference with us because again as we sort of said as steven you said right at the top there's just a stylistic difference here that we all see and so i think this is going to come down to the thing that each guy does better where's the biggest gap right who's that mm-hmm. they're they're both good at everything but there are certain things each does better who's closer if you're not as good so we'll get back to accuracy the second thing we're going to rate C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields were NFL GMs, and we're doing it on Buckeye Talk. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Doug Maurice and Stephen Means. Listen, I, this is, I, just, I just think this is fun. I just think this stuff is fun. Um, and I think the texters have a good time with this. You don't have to send responses. You can just put in your little rating and have your voice heard. We've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses on this. So if you think this kind of stuff is fun, I want to make sure we're doing kind of more kind of this stuff in the offseason. Because sometimes you get so busy with what's actually happening on the field during the season, there's less time for this. But there's a lot of analysis. We're going to do some stuff about favorite players, players who are going to have the greatest influence on Ohio State season. We're going to have Texas talk about that. We're going to get into a bracket where we talk about the best games of the century in Ohio State football. Um, and we're going to have a lot of Texas voting and interaction with that. So if you want to get in on that, it's a good time to do it. Again, it could be counterintuitive. I'm like, well, why would I do it in the offseason? It's like, well, because in the offseason, it's not as easy to keep Ohio State football in your life. And I think this podcast and the TAP subscription, it's four bucks a month. It helps you do it. It's a buck a week to keep Ohio State football in your life, in your phone. 614-350-3315. And it's a two-week free trial. Try it out. If you don't like it, we get it. You can bail and it doesn't cost you any money. Accuracy. Where'd you go here, Stephen? Start with you. This is not the biggest gap I have, but this is like one of the few where it's a big gap. 9.4 for CJ Stroud, 7.9 for Justin Fields. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I looked at, I referenced um, something that uh, Ian Wharton, who has been on this podcast in the past, I think he does good work. It's at NFL Film Study. He always has an interesting way of breaking down stuff, especially before the draft. He did a breakdown before uh, the draft a year ago, looking at Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. And he was looking at their accuracy and he was rating all those guys. So I'm going to read you some numbers. This certainly affected a little bit of my view. Zero to uh, 10 yard accuracy. Justin Fields was 84% accurate. Trevor Lawrence is only 71. 11 to 19 yard accuracy. Justin Fields, 73% accurate. Trevor Lawrence, 67. Trey Lance was 54. 
20 yards and above accuracy. Justin Fields, 51. Trevor Lawrence, 47%. Trey Lance, 44. Overall accuracy. And again, this is not whether the ball was caught or not. It's whether the ball was put in a place to be an accurate pass. Justin Fields, 76%. Trevor Lawrence, 72%. Trey Lance, 70%. And accurate passes beyond the line of scrimmage. Because a lot of guys get feed their completion percentage on screens behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, 73% pass the line of scrimmage for Justin. 64%. For Trevor Lawrence, Uh, third down accuracy, Justin Fields, 77%, Trevor Lawrence, 65%. Justin had a higher interceptable pass rate than either of the two guys, but in general, the average throw, Justin was more accurate than Trevor Lawrence. Now, we're not comparing him to Trevor Lawrence, comparing him to Justin Fields. But that influenced me a little bit. And I do think the discussion, one of the other things is like, I like other people's opinions, but sometimes... I think some people's opinions on CJ right now are behind. And it's like, we've moved past. It's like the don't, this is not about what happened in the Oregon game. Like that's not, if I get what CJ in the Oregon game is 0% of how I judge CJ Stroud's accuracy right now, Stephen, right. That we know right. what he was like earlier in the year, but is that zero at this point? That's 0% of the CJ accuracy equation. I think it's 5%. Okay, and um, it's honest. It it would be higher if he was healthy, still throwing like that. That's true. So I do think, as we learn, mental break, physical break, actual shoulder issue, real shoulder problem that affected his throwing, and just a young guy thrown into a situation that just needed to reset, and then he got reset physically and mentally, and then he, then he put the ball on the money. I gave him both nines, and. If I had to pick one guy, and if I was doing decimals, I would go CJ. But it was a reminder when I looked at Ian's numbers, it was a reminder that Justin's pretty accurate. And our textures are pretty close on this. They wound up with an 8.92 for CJ and an 8.25 for Justin Fields. So you said this is a, a bigger gap for you, 9.4 to 7.9. Again, I am tied. You have them 1.5 apart. What, what's your view of why ju- the 9.4 I, I completely agree with? Mm-hmm. What's your well, view of why Justin. you had a little, Justin, a little lower there? Um, like I said, when we started off this podcast, I used 2019 versus 2021 because that's where we it's known commodities for both across the board full season worth justin was not throwing over the middle ryan day didn't even he didn't even try it it was the outs which he's great at and it was downfield which tells me which is typically the point first year starting quarterback you don't want him throwing over the middle because that's where picks are and you don't want to put a young quarterback in that situation ryan day put cj stroud in that situation from day one his first pit is, I mean, first game of the season, they're throwing RPOs across the middle and it ended up getting picked, but throwing over the middle. Well, it, this is an accurate discussion. It wasn't yeah, getting picked, but. It got picked, but it didn't stop Ryan Day from doing it. It wasn't like, oh, okay, yeah, we can't do that young quarterback. But I didn't think he was particularly good at it early. I didn't think CJ oh, was particularly good at it early. No. I think he was good at it by the end of the year, for sure. I thought when he came back from the mental break and physical break, all that stuff, it was money from that point on. And that's when you saw Jackson Smith, the Jigba, started getting involved in the system. But throwing over the middle, 
has been a normal part of the CJ Stroud's my starting quarterback game plan. And that has not been the case with Justin Fields. So you're just interpreting that Ryan Day usage as Ryan Day's vote yes. on this. That's Ryan Day's vote for CJ's more accurate than Justin. Yes. And that's affecting your vote on this. Yeah. The combined vote, 27.32 inaccuracy for CJ, 25.15 inaccuracy for Justin Fields. I don't, I don't disagree with the gap. I don't disagree with the gap. I, I, my gap would not be as wide as yours, but I, I, don't, I don't disagree with the general idea. So I, I just think if any of us said, who's a more accurate thrower? Who's more accurate? I'd say CJ Stroud too. Mm-hmm. And then we're just discussing. Now we're in a discussion about wh- who's, who's, how big is the gap, right? But also, if you ask me who has the better arm, I'd say Justin Fields. If you said who has a better arm, I'd say Justin Fields. Who's more accurate? I'd say CJ Stroud. So you were very close on arm, not as close on accuracy. So let's get to athleticism. And this is a conversation where I probably think we're talking about gaps here. Oh, where yeah. did you have CJ and where did you have Justin? I had yeah. athleticism slash running ability because I often think the running ability is the expression of your athleticism mm-hmm. as a quarterback, but it's also the ability to evade sacks. It's also strength and, you know, it, it mostly comes out it both in called runs. The more athletic you are, the more they'll call runs for you, but mm-hmm. also when plays break down and keeping plays alive, just anything off platform, out of structure, Broken play, here we go. What was your rating for this, Stephen? Yeah, there's a four-point gap between these two. This is the largest gap I have. Justin's 9.9 and CJ Stroud is 5.9. CJ is very good at avoiding sex, scrambling, and buying time. Athleticism is what Justin Fields does. He's 6'3", 225, and runs a four-flat. Like, you, that's that right there. We are all in the same range here. From the 5 I voted for CJ in the original poll because uh, given Justin's really bad situation and the Bears' inability to help him. So I think he could be in a spot where uh, he has a new destination even before we see CJ. Whereas CJ has the play style to succeed right away. But this survey, so he picked CJ originally, this 513 texture in the CJ versus Justin. But this survey, now we're breaking down by five categories. This told me I still believe at my core that Justin's athleticism sets him apart from CJ in a positive way. Justin is the more rare combination. I just think in the end, he went to a really bad spot. Um, so that athleticism, this, this is going to be really key, I think, to this, Stephen, is how much does the athleticism change the situation here? Because as another texter said pretty succinctly from the 336, Fields is a better athlete, Stroud is a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Stroud is just so fast getting the ball out. While Fields was great at keeping plays alive, Stroud does not usually need to keep the play alive as he's already thrown the ball by the time there's trouble. This is the conversation. But, Stephen, we are in a world where there are a lot of athletic quarterbacks in the NFL, and everybody wants Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Carson Wentz when he was good, was an athlete, man. He was making plays off platform, Aaron Rodgers off platform, Patrick Mahomes off platform. That's real. 
And if this gap is big, it can create a scenario where it's hard for CJ Stroud to make up ground because I don't think CJ is going to get more athletic, right? He sort of is what he is and Justin is what he is. But if the right team and the right play caller and the right offense can tap in to Justin's athleticism because he is also a good thrower and pretty darn accurate and he can throw the deep ball and he's a pretty smart guy and he's a pretty good leader. If you can tap into the athleticism, there's just something there that just is not quite the same with CJ. When your quarterback's an athlete like that, it can make you look like a better play caller than you are sometimes. And, a, or it can make things look a lot easier. And I'm thinking the 2020 Michigan state game. I know I said, I focused a lot on the 2019, but just for the sake of this discussion, Thank God Justin Fields was Ohio State's quarterback in, when they played Michigan State in 2020. And Michigan State sucked, but you're down four offensive linemen and playing a bunch of guys who had never done anything. And it, that game basically turned into, Justin, just take the ball and run. Harry Miller's having bad snaps. It's all over the place. Just just go run and take off. And they were fine. I don't know if, if you play CJ in that exact same position, you can say, hey, CJ, it's a lot of bad snaps. Just take off and run. It's, it's really hard because a lot of the issues, Justin didn't have much of an offensive line in Chicago and he wound up having to run around and mm-hmm. like he, he had not, when he, he made his debut, debut against the Browns, he got sacked nine times and like, it looked like he didn't know what he was doing because he didn't have any time. Yeah. I can't imagine what CJ would have done in that situation. Now, I guess maybe CJ would have gotten it out, but if nobody's open and Miles Garrett's in your face, at least Justin like tried to run away from Miles Garrett. I don't think CJ could do that so your gap your 9.9 to 5.9 you and i are exactly the same i was 10 to 6 hmm. i just gave justin a 10 is he the most athletic quarterback in the nfl no pro- probably not but i don't know what else you would want because he's bigger than guys like kyler murray and lamar jackson Maybe he's not quite as big as Josh Allen, but then he's a little bit faster, I think, than Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen can sort of surely get out there and move. Like, I just – I really do think athletically what you want at the quarterback position – and the great thing about Justin is he's not only an athlete, but that inherent athleticism, is there anything he lacks, Stephen? Or is it like, nope, that skill set in terms of running ability, avoiding sacks, that's, that's it. He's got it all. I think he might have a case for being the most athletic because of the combination of the size and speed Yep. where it's like mostly even Lamar Jackson's only 212 pounds. So he's not the same. He's not as big as Justin is. So that combination with that speed and his elusiveness, there's a case you can make about it. From the five, seven, Oh, it's our guy, Luke in Denver. I voted fields because he has the explosive playmaker traits that aren't teachable. Not just how he can run, but his escapability from the clutches of a definite sack. Also his strong arm. Those are two things that can't be taught, but they ensure a long-term NFL life, whether that's starter or backup. Stroud may see the game better, have better anticipation and such, but arm strength to stretch the defense and ability to escape a bad O-line are invaluable. Um, this, is, this is where a lot of people went. From the 614, I think Fields is more talented. Running, arm strength, et cetera. He's an absolute stud. Problem is the Bears are an absolute disaster and are doing everything in their power to ruin him and not give him any weapons. And this is where we get into that discussion, Stephen, of mobile 
quarterback. It just seems where a lot of people are from the 4-4-0. I feel like Justin's arm strength and accuracy are very, very similar to CJ, but CJ probably edges him out in that category. Justin's athleticism and running ability are far superior to CJ. With the quality of pass rushers seeming to improve every year, I feel like a mobile quarterback is a necessity. Is that where we are, Stephen? That when we get down to this vote, is it just going to be as long as the mobile athletic guy can do the throwing stuff and the processing stuff well enough, I got to take that guy in a world where you're going to have to escape. Is it inevitable that the mobile quarterback, no matter who it is, wins most of these discussions? No, at least not by how we're trying to, you know, categorize mobile quarterback. I think there's a difference between being a mobile quarterback and then being a freak athlete. And I think Justin is leading more towards the freak athlete because of what we talked about already, the size and the speed and the elusiveness. I think you have to be able to buy time in the pocket. Yep. And and if that means you have four, four split speed and you're upset because you didn't run four, three at your pro day, then that's great. That is the more now, the more athletic you are, the better. But like you just can't be a stick back there, which neither of these guys yeah. are sticks. No. Even if one is even if one is like a supreme athlete and the other one's just an average athlete. CJ is not a bad athlete. I mean, CJ no. is not Peyton Manning. Right. He's just not in the top half of, of NFL quarterbacks where the, he's not Bryce young. Mm-hmm. He's not the guys that we've run through, but he's not bad. So that's mm-hmm. the thing. And, and, and he does have, I think he has presence. Mm-hmm. He has a feel in the pocket. He's not just going to stand there and get sacked. He's going to feel it and do something about it. He might just not do it with his legs. He might do it with his brain. He might do it with a little step up with a little shift or getting rid of it from the Mm -hmm. 419. Can I choose CJ's brain and Justin's body? Right. Which again is getting down to it a little bit. And it's not, again, it's not that Justin doesn't have a good brain. It's not that, that CJ doesn't have a good body, but this is the discussion. I'm obviously kidding, but it's hard to say it sucks. The situation that Justin is in right now, but CJ might end up in a bad one as well. I do. I, you know, that, that got down to it. Um, a little bit. The the thing about Justin too that it's hard to work in here from the nine one nine nine one nine. They say Stroud. Justin holds the ball too long and gets himself killed again. The thing that I like to talk about, the thing that I've asked a hundred questions about with CJ is his processing. The thing that I asked a hundred questions about when Justin Fields was here was the debate of holding the ball versus getting rid of the ball because I like Justin holding the ball. I like Justin waiting for the big play. I think there's a payoff at the end of that. Sometimes it's hard to make the big back-breaking play that kills a defense without taking a little bit of a risk. But I did think even in a world where the Bears did him no favors and the offensive line wasn't very good and he didn't have a lot of weapons, I do also think there is room for some reasonable constructive criticism of Justin just hold the ball too long. Like, I hold, like it's sometimes do it, but I think on average that might be a fair thing to say that he has to just let it go a little bit more, a little more often. I think we're getting into a processing conversation now. Um, yes. And I think Ryan Day would say that yeah. a million times. Yes, get rid of the ball. But, you know. And I think we're just seeing some stark differences there. All right, let's get yes. to the processing conversation. In the end, the athleticism ranking, 29 combined 
from the Texters, me and Steven. The Texters did it 9.1 for Justin Fields, 5.55 for CJ. Again, Steven was a 9.9 and a 5.9. I was a 10 and a 6. We all basically had a four-point gap. In the end, it's 29 to 23.45. Processing. This is where people, this is where CJ closes ground. This is where CJ closes ground. Let's talk about uh, this from the 973. Doug, great survey question. I definitely think down the road, CJ Stroud would make the best NFL quarterback. NFL-wise, his arm strength and decision-making skills seem second to none and only seem to get, only should get better in year two. I think that's that's where a lot of people are, Stephen, from the 937. This kind of reiterates what I said in a previous text. I think um, if you're being fair and objective and comparing Stroud to Fields while in college, then Fields should have the higher overall score. But this is really a smart point. What if Stroud's 10 in reading defenses and executing a game plan is actually a 13. Mm. Maybe that is what ultimately could make Stroud so rare and the better NFL quarterback that I think that's maybe listen, we don't want to go too far with this. Cause I was talking about somebody around the program. Um, and I think I said like, where, where do you think a, he, he is like right now? They said like a minus, right? Well, that's a pretty good a minus for a guy who's only been a starter for a year. So he's not, I mean, he's not Peyton Manning yet, but he might be on the road to being Peyton Manning. So that's the thing, Steven, that like, what, what if like Justin, oh, Justin's pretty good at this, but what if CJ is like so good? He's Tom Brady. He's it's out of my hand. I'm always making the right decision. It doesn't matter if my protection breaks down. It doesn't matter if the guy's not wide open. I can put it exactly where I want to put it, and I know exactly where it needs to go. And then everything else doesn't matter because you're so good at that. This is making me almost want to change what my score was for him, but I'll keep it here just because I don't want to do it mid-pod. But, yeah, that's kind of the point here, and we're going to see it maximized this year. We're going to see just how – and I think if, if athleticism is Justin Fields' gap in all of this – his thing can also get him in the trouble, as we mm. t- discussed. I don't think – I mean, your brain can get you in the trouble if you start thinking too much out there. Let's see this year if there's a game where CJ's brain gets him in the trouble. But I do think it's less likely. This is Jim from Hinsdale in the 847. I went with Stroud. I thought even during the first few games of the season when he was hurt and struggling, I saw the attributes that most good NFL quarterbacks have. Read the defense, decide where to throw, and get rid of the ball. Justin certainly has a physical attributes, but things he did at OSU that worried me are the things that made him struggle with the Bears. Slow reads, scrambles too much, et cetera. Yes, the Bears didn't give him much, but I've seen good quarterbacks on bad teams, and he wasn't that. As a Buckeye fan and a Chicago resident, I'm hoping he kills it with the new regime in Chicago. CJ, though, seems like a guy who is going to fit in well wherever he goes and has a game that's easy to build around. I actually think that is an interesting – we can have this now. I do think it might be fair to say if you put Justin in the right situation, Justin might be awesome. I think CJ might have a better chance to just be what he is wherever he goes, Mm -hmm. because I think like processing travels, you don't have to build an offense around a processor. You know what I mean? I just think maybe it's like, Oh, what's CJ's perfect fit. It's like, I don't, I don't know. 32 out of 32 teams. What's Justin's per what's Justin's perfect fit. Okay. We know what that is, right? 
get them out of the pocket a little bit, let them move around, deep balls, easy money outs, right? We, but it's a little more specific. It doesn't mean Justin can't be great, but maybe CJ's a little more, a little more across the board with where he can succeed. I don't think you have to be as creative with CJ as you do with Justin. Yeah. So let's, let's just get into it. Mine, a gap, not as big of a gap as the athleticism, but there's a gap. 9.8 for CJ Stroud, 6.6 for Justin Fields. We're all in the same range. I went 10 and 7. So, you know, it's this conversation. Justin's a, Justin's a 10 in athleticism. What is he, the most athletic quarterback in the NFL? And then you kind of said it. It's like, I don't – like, maybe. Maybe. And they're like, oh, CJ's a 10 in processing. What is he, the smartest quarterback in the NFL? And it's like, maybe, right? Like, right there. So a 10 for me, a 7 for Justin, a 9.8 for you for CJ, a 6.6 for Justin, and the Texters, a 9.12 and a 7.5. And, like, this is not – like, it's not like Justin's a 4. Like, Justin's smart. Justin's good. He's good. We just just think CJ might be great. And that's where everybody who's going CJ is going here from the five, one, three. I know this isn't an option on the survey, but I think I want to see a full year of CJ without the shoulder issues. And with another year in the system, it may be a no brainer after this year that CJ is the choice. I think that's, again, this is, we're not, it's not an equal comparison. So I think that's fair to take that into account. RJ in the five, one, three. Long-term, I take C.J. Stroud because there's at least a chance he ends up on a team with an offensive line or at least one NFL receiver. Fields is set up for another tough year, and who knows where things go past this year. I also do think, like, it was so bad in Chicago. I think maybe it's possible. I was going to say, like, if you're on a bad team, who would you want? It's like, well, Justin was on a bad team, and it didn't look great. But it was so bad. I think... I think Justin is the kind of guy that maybe could take a team that probably should be maybe like six and 11 and just with like conjuring some stuff out of thin air, make them nine and eight and squeak them into the playoffs where maybe CJ isn't going to conjure the magic quite as well. If the play calling stinks and the offensive line is horrible. That's actually, yeah. If, if a team is supposed to go 14 and three with CJ Stroud, they're going to go 14 and three. But also if they're supposed to go, I, I can't do math. I can't do math. nine and eight. Then they're going to go nine and eight. While with Justin field, as you just said, if they're supposed to go seven and 10, they might just go 10 and seven because they get three extra wins because everything kept breaking down. And Justin just said, you know what? I'm just going to run and we're going to win the game because of it. And now this gets to, which also happens with like maybe the more athletic quarterbacks. It gets to a consistency versus an upside conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's where one of the texters went from the seven four Oh, if I had to pick which one would be a, would be very good for the bulk of his career. I'll take Stroud. If it's a question of who could go supernova during a playoff run, I'll take fields. Mm. His athleticism and deep ball skills to me trend closer to the Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes side of things than CJ. And if I have an NFL GM brain, I think they're going with home run potential if given the choice. And that's why I took Justin. 
Personally, I may take CJ because I think he'll be the Andy Dalton injected with Captain America serum. I think he'll be a guy who will have his team in the playoffs every year and make the correct throw every time. And if he gets 15 to 18 cracks at it, there'll be a Super Bowl appearance in there for the very least. I, that's, I, I could see a lot of that, Stephen. That like, if it's like, okay, now you're in the AFC Championship game. It's your team against Josh Allen. You feel like it's a boxing match between crazy playmaking quarterbacks. Who do you want? Justin Fields or C.J. Stroud? Who do you want in that game against Josh Allen? Who do you want in that game against Patrick Mahomes? Now I can see people making a case for Justin here. I think Justin Fields has a Cam Newton trajectory going on here. Mm. Where just for some random reason, it all comes together. And he's like the MVP of the league and he gets to the Super Bowl. Whether they win it or not, whatever. But then it's like all downhill from there. And then like four years removed from what we're all going. Do we not remember what he was during that MVP season? Versus like a, like a Philip Rivers. Really quality, really good NFL career. Every single year. And it's like, yeah. which career do you want? Do you want Cam Newton's or do you want Philip Rivers? Right. It's a great question. That's a really good, like, long and consistent versus supernova kind of comparison yeah. right there. Cam went 15 and one and got his team to the Super Bowl and was the MVP, but he didn't do it for two decades like Philip Rivers did. So who would you take? But Philip Rivers, like, never got over the top. It's a really interesting mm-hmm. comparison. Let's talk intangibles. This is hard. And I will say, I sort of was debating between who do I sort of want Monday through Saturday, like in the locker room, in practice, whatever. And then maybe who do I want in the fourth quarter when it's crunch time and it's a big moment. And I think I might want Justin Monday through Saturday, I just think Justin's cool. <laughs> Which is like a fine thing for an old man to say. I'm the guy who was asking him about the woe, right? Hey there, yeah. young man, you're dropping the woe on folks. Hey, hey, that seems like a hip new dance everybody's doing. So like to me, like that's a like Justin's just a little more that. But then when it's time to be like, okay, we're going on the field right now. There's 318 left. We're down by four. Let's go. I think I might want CJ. So I don't know. I don't think there's a huge gap here, partly because I actually just don't know that I'm educated enough on this to think that somebody is much better than the other at it. I'm pretty close. And I had him tied initially. And then I was like, don't have him tied. Pick somebody. So I gave CJ an eight and Justin a seven, but I don't feel incredibly strongly about that. Where mm-hmm. are you? Um, part of this is not fair. And I'm so glad we got to talk to Mick Marotti last week because it gave me some little more insight to answer a question like this. Justin got robbed of some of the leadership stuff Mm. because we were in COVID. And so not even leadership stuff. We don't know Justin Fields as well. Not as well. And we didn't cover him in recruiting. We didn't have that. He didn't get a learning year here behind the scenes. Yep. Yep. So we don't really, I mean, he might be all of these things. It's just, we don't know because it never got a chance to show Well, with CJ. He's just, CJ gets to be Ohio state starting quarterback and both what that looks like in the regular season. And then in the off season where he's just a famous dude, but also he, because in IL he gets paid to be Ohio state starting quarterback, which is also fun, but we didn't get that with Justin, but Justin Fields has two moments in his career 
where he got knocked out of the game with an injury. And the very moment he came back on the field, he threw a touchdown pass. And two of the biggest games on Ohio State's resume over the last four years. That matters. Yep. Like, I mean, we're all sitting on the Zoom call after the Clemson game. He sits down and he's making all these noises where it's very clear his ribs are hurting. That matters to me. While because I have gotten the chance to build a little bit of a media you know, player relationship with CJ Stroud over the last couple of years here, combined with what Mick Marotti was talking about last week, it feels like CJ is the mind in every sense of the word. And sometimes mm-hmm. it can be robotic and he can say, mm-hmm. it's like Mick Marotti says, you got to be seen, you got to be felt and you got to be heard. It's easy to feel CJ sometimes. And it's easy to hear him because one CJ likes to talk and two, like CJ's just got a good personality so you can feel him. It's the herd part that's not always there. And early on last year, it was like, coach, I'm just a quarterback. He's like, yeah, that's right. You are the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have to talk. You have to, they have to see you working at this level. While it felt like with Justin, the way people talked about him, he came in here and worked right away, even if he didn't know anybody and wanted to go home initially because he was homesick. So I gave the edge to Justin Fields 8.4 to Stroud 7.7. I do think there have been some guys that I have covered. I think Troy Smith's a 10 on this. Yes. Yes. I think JT Barrett might be like a Mm 9.8 on this. There have been some guys who have been 10s when it comes to this kind of, I'm the guy I have it rally the troops fall. Everybody follow me kind of stuff. And there have been some guys maybe who weren't that, right, that I, I don't think Braxton Miller was as comfortable mm-hmm. with being a vocal leader. I don't know that Terrell Pryor was as comfortable with that kind of stuff. So everybody's personality is different. I think both these guys are pretty good at it, not spectacular at it. Like of all the things they do mm-hmm. well, right, I don't know that either of them is really approaches a nine and a half or a ten on this. So the Texas agree with you almost exactly. You're 8.4 for Justin. They're 8.58 for Justin. You're 7.7 for CJ. They're 7.96 for CJ. So I flipped it the other way. I could be persuaded to flip back. I think it is because there are some guys, Stephen, where you'd start here. I think if we were having a JT Barrett discussion and we're talking about gaps, you, you go right here at the start and say, what this guy means to the team. Oh, the stuff Urban Meyer says about him. Oh, you can't quantify, you know, what he means, the locker room speeches he gives and the comeback that he led, right? And I don't know. Again, I do think the point you made about Justin getting hurt comes out of the tent in the Michigan game and people are like, oh my God, is this guy a superhero? That's real. Mm-hmm. That is real. I do. That is a very good point. So I, I, I think it's reasonable that it's close. It's 23.98 for Justin, and it's 23.66 for CJ. And I think in the end, if we arrive at a slight edge to Justin, I think that seems about right. Does that seem right to you? With my edge, uh, yeah, yeah, that's – and – to the point of there's a lot of quarterbacks in Ohio State's past where we start the conversation with leadership. I think everybody would be okay if the leadership is the last thing. Yeah, no, give me the dude who can throw and run. And yeah, no, yeah. I get it. You know like as, as great of a leader was that, that JT Bear was being a three-time captain, I'll take Justin Fields and CJ Stroud being too, a little too quiet if that means, you know, they're going to throw for 40-plus touchdowns. 
from the 740, specifically on leadership. I know it doesn't matter. It does matter. Your opinions matter. We, we want to hear this stuff. But I wanted to explain the leadership of picking Stroud scoring a nine over Fields scoring a seven. I think Chris Olave was the clear leader of that skill group, even if it was his presence alone. Watch the Fields games without Olave. Then watch Stroud's game late in the season without Olave. I feel like CJ has embraced and is embodying the leader role more. I feel as though Justin struggled when Olave wasn't by his side a little. Both the quarterbacks were the best Ohio State has seen overall, and I hated doing this because I appreciate them so much, but in a close race, I'd stick with Stroud at this point. His football IQ is unreal, and he is Ryan Day's perfect quarterback. There is a little bit of this, Stephen, that people do see an evolution. There have been some people who said, like, CJ is the next evolution. Like Justin was first. As we said, Justin sort of set the foundation for all the Ryan Day quarterbacks that came after him. But CJ's the next step a little bit. What's your thoughts? You have thoughts on you were you were I can see you thinking about yeah. this this point. Because other leaders do matter, but also it's it starts at quarterback. We just know that's real. Ryan Day has come out and said Justin could have been a captain in 2019 if they'd have let a first year starting quarterback, second year player be a captain. So I don't want to I feel like the when look when Olave was gone conversation is more of a CJ had more chemistry with more of his receivers than what Justin had outside of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and other teams knew that. I don't know if that's a leadership conversation versus just like comfortability with players, which is like how the season played out too. It's why Ohio State had three receivers working with a thousand yards while with Justin Fields, it was like, if your name isn't Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, you're probably not getting targeted. No, I do think that's important. Like, as we try to evaluate both those guys, they just came in in such different ways. Yeah. Right. That Justin showed up and was like, hey, cool. Thanks for being here. Can you save the program? And CJ got to come in and it learn was a, behind that for a year. It was a weird COVID year, but yeah, he got to watch. Justin had nobody to watch. Justin watched Jake Fromm for a year at Georgia, but he watched Tate Martell for a day. And then Tate Martell was like, I'm out. So, like, Justin Justin certainly had more on him from the jump, right? So, again, that's mm-hmm. just real. And I, and I do think, like, what does that mean for how we evaluate them as, as NFL quarterbacks? I guess I, guess I don't know. Um, but I, that's just – that's a fact. And so when mm-hmm. you evaluate stuff like that, they were put in very different situations. Let me do another one here on CJ. From the 480, Fields versus Stroud is interesting, but I'm not sure I can lean Stroud yet. He has one college season where he started slow and finished great. The assumption is he continues the same growth, but we still don't know that happens. Fields played great two years and showed flashes as a rookie. Expectations are he belongs in the NFL and could potentially be very good. 50% of quarterbacks in the NFL are busts, and Stroud is not halfway through his college career. He could be Joe Burrow or he could be Josh Rosen. I'm not sure we have enough info to say he's better than Fields as an NFL quarterback at this time. My expectation is Stroud explodes, and a year from now, my opinion changes. I just don't think the Utah game can position him higher than Fields, who was the best quarterback we have seen at Ohio State. Recency bias and a little data versus three years of highs and lows with Justin. I get it. Say something. I really hate that we did Mount Rushmore last summer. I really, I, it was a great exercise at every position but quarterback mm. because. Well, I think we said I, there's a spot sitting there, right? Was that I think there's going to. Yeah, we did. But like also, I think we just kind of placed Quinn Ewers. It's like, OK, how quickly can Quinn Ewers claim it? I mm. don't think if we do this, that exercise, 
10, 10 years from now, I think there's a case that, especially depending on what CJ does this year, Justin Fields might be the only guy still left. And that, and that's with all due respect to what Troy Smith is. But maybe this is a conversation for a new. He won, he yeah, won I know. He won the yeah, so maybe he stayed. Yeah, okay, but Ohio State's bringing in five-star quarterbacks all the time. So, like, how many, you know, that's a, but that's a different discussion. The real conversation I do think would be interesting is, let's say C.J. Stroud wins the Heisman, wins the national championship this year, and he's the first, round, first pick in the NFL draft. But also, he has a very embarrassing loss to Michigan. Is he, like, the clear number one on a Mount Rushmore? Can you be the clear Mount Rushmore number one on the on a rush Mount Rushmore if you have a loss to Michigan? I mean the one that already happened? Yes. Oh, no, I think you can. If he does the things that you're saying that he might do this year, if he wins a Heisman, if they win a, a national title, or even if he's close and close on those, I, I don't yeah. think we have to be at a point. I mean, I know it was surprising. It was like he threw three picks in the Michigan game. Oh, no, he was fine. He's not yeah. the reason why they lost to Michigan at all. But it's just the fact that you lost to Michigan. And we're talking about putting people's faces on a mountain. That's actually an interesting thing to talk about. Like, in a world where it hadn't happened in forever, how much will that, I don't know if be held against is the right phrasing, but affect people's perceptions of those great players? That it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, but yeah. You know, you're only two and one against Michigan instead of all these other guys around you were undefeated. That actually could be an interesting pod um, at some point down the road to try to put that into context. Uh, so, listen, it, most people think it's pretty close. Not everybody. From the 859, this is Pete. How quickly we've forgotten just how good Justin Fields was as our quarterback. He was easily the most talented Ohio State has ever had unparalleled accuracy, arm strength, and athleticism. We knew what to expect when he announced his transfer here. Stroud was more of a wild card slash best available who turned out to be great. The one edge I would give CJ so far is reading slash processing after the snap. The one knock on Justin, as we all know, is holding it too long waiting for the big one. Maybe after this season, I can rank CJ ahead of Justin on our list, but until then, I'm a bit confused as to what the argument is. Pete. Well, the argument is you're an NFL GM and you're trying to project, you're trying to plan for your team with the information Mm -hmm. that you have. So even to say it's clearly Justin, but in a year it might be CJ is like, yes, exactly. That's the point. (laughs) So we're trying to evaluate them uh, based on what we know. But I also think there is a world, Stephen, and we're going to get to the math here quickly. I think there's a world where you could take your five categories and add up what your numbers were and then say, okay, well, who do you pick? And you pick the opposite guy Then I don't think you have Mm. to go by your math here. Mm. So let's ponder that and let's do some math and we'll come back with the final numbers on CJ Stroud and Justin Fields were NFL GMs thinking about these guys as NFL quarterbacks after this. Doug Maurice back with Stephen Means. I will say people are expecting CJ to win. From the 937, Jared and Springboro. I selected Justin Fields, but this is about a 55-45 thing for me. I think the Bears being a dumpster fire is causing us to second-guess Fields. Fields is reported to be very intelligent. And are we sure Stroud would do any better in the same situation in Chicago? But I'm leaving the door open that maybe even though Field is intelligent, there's a chance that Stroud is just on another level with processing at a borderline inhuman rate. 
from the 678. I think this vote is going to be at least 70-30 for CJ, mostly because of the unknown. We've only seen CJ at the college level and with great receivers. The chaos in Chicago has done Justin a huge disservice, and it doesn't look like it will be much different this year. So at this point, this poll is comparing apples and oranges. In the right system with competent coaching and offensive weapons, I'd probably take Justin because he could also be a game changer with his legs. That's Steve in Atlanta. From the 603, I have a feeling CJ is going to win this with like 80 to 85% of the vote. It's a what have you done for me lately situation. Last time we saw CJ, he put on an absolute clinic in the Rose Bowl. His ball placement in that game was as good as I've ever seen at the college level. And then this gets to a particular point that um, somebody made about the last time we saw CJ. And listen, there's recency bias and everything. I get it. I don't think it's only that, but from the 480, question for you. If the Utah game didn't happen and Michigan was the last game, would you still think this? And by th- would you still think this, I guess, would you think CJ's better? Without it, CJ uh, has a really good season, but I don't think I would be valuing him head-to-head with Fields, who carried Ohio State a lot in 2020 and is a Mount Rushmore quarterback for Ohio State. And to that, I would say six touchdowns in the first half against Michigan State. So yes. I, I like I don't think I think Utah in the Rose Bowl was like a confirmation, but I don't think that was new. It was extraordinary, Stephen, but I don't think that was new for us. To be honest with you, the Utah game was just more about his weapons than about CJ for me, because we knew that Utah's was down a lot of guys in their secondary. And so he was going to be able to do what he wants. That was more like, OK, are these receivers going to be good next year when Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson is gone? CJ, the, so the numbers were crazy, but what we saw from him we had already seen against Michigan State. We've seen it against Indiana. We've seen it against Rutgers. We've seen it against Maryland. Even though they lost Oregon, he flashed it at times. Even in the Michigan game, I mean, that he had some throws in that game that were pretty pretty good. Like that touchdown pass he had to Garrett Wilson, the throw where he literally pinned it on um, a Michigan defender's back for Jackson Smith to Jigba to catch it. So we'd seen it all. The numbers are irrelevant to me for what he did in the Utah game. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't like we hadn't seen that version of CJ before with going exactly to the right guy, with putting it right where it needs to be, with being just absolutely calm and under total control. So um, I think it's, it's, it's always I like those kind of questions because I think it makes you really think about what you think. Well, what if you took this one thing away? Well, what if you added this one thing? Because should one thing completely change? Your viewpoint? Probably not. But also, there are game-changing moments in our lives and in players' careers. So I also think it's okay to say, like, well, certainly it would affect my view at least a little bit because the Utah game was off the chain, as Gene Smith would say. So, like, that's real. So to say, like, well, what if you took the Utah game away? It's like, what if you took away, like, the greatest passing performance by an Ohio State quarterback ever? How would it affect your view? It's like, well, I don't know. I guess it would – slightly pull him down but also it happened and it was awesome so okay let's get to the final totals here do you know what your final total is steven did you add it up yourself i did and i'm disgusted with how close it is disgusted did you did you come into it with a desire to wind up with one of these two guys ahead and then have that affect how you voted or did you just do your numbers and then tell yourself, yeah, I wonder who won my vote. I just did my numbers. Okay. And I thought while I was doing, because the biggest gap is obviously the athleticism. So I'm thinking that was going to take Justin Fields over the top. 
and it didn't. Like the gap was actually very small. The totals were 41.7 CJ Stroud, 41.6 Justin Fields with an average of 8.34 for Stroud and 8.32 for Fields, which is just like the most annoying thing in the world. It's really close. <laughs> yes. so if, if you if you did not like game the system, if you didn't say to yourself, hey, I want them to be 0.1 apart, which you said you didn't, and of course hmm. we believe you, then I think this is really instructive. It's barely, 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 yes. barely CJ by the smallest margin possible for you. You didn't do hundreds, you only did tenths. It could, it's practically a tie. Are you surprised that you wound up picking CJ? Or does this actually, like if now, because when we're also going to get to the vote, pick one. In the vote, pick one. You're the GM. Mm-hmm. You can get either. Trade for one, tank for the other. One of them's going to be your long-term NFL quarterback. Who would you pick? I thought my numbers would pick Justin and be very contradictory to who I'm going to pick. I'm picking uh, CJ Stroud simply because I also looked at the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks and because that's what we're doing here. We're doing an athlete versus mind conversation. Stafford's a mind. Tom Brady's a mind. Patrick Mahomes is a super Nova athlete. Tom Brady's a mind. Nick Foles is a mind. Tom Brady's a mind. Peyton Manning's a mind. Tom Brady's a mind. Russell Wilson, super Nova athlete. Joe Flacco's a mind. It's just the minds are winning the Super Bowls, Mm. even if everybody loves the super Nova athlete. So one of the things that I tried to think about, not as it affected my voting, but just in general, because I think we do this and we've done it on this pod. It's sort of like, well, who like makes, what's the NFL comparison for him? And I think for early, I, we were on Justin Fields is a little bit bigger. Russell Wilson, like that's a, that's Mm -hmm. deep ball. It's athleticism. And listen, there's a lot of brains in there. There's a lot of leadership in there, right? I mean, you think about what Russell Wilson does. Russell Wilson is not just a crazy run around like a maniac quarterback. Russell Wilson is a face of the franchise leader who throws the deep ball as well as anybody in the NFL. And can also do what he needs to do to scoot around. And Justin's a couple inches taller and a little bit thicker. So like that, I always thought most, a lot of it because of the deep ball, that was always the guy in my head. And the guy that's in my head for CJ Stroud is Joe Burrow. That's who I think of. I think like a slightly less swaggy, maybe scooch less athleticism just a scooch if you lined them up and said hey justin and cj not just joe and cj there's a linebacker you have to run 10 yards to get a first down and there's a linebacker in between you and the first down marker use your speed and your wiggle and your strength to get the first down with your legs i think i'd take joe burrow in that competition barely Fine. Like, I don't think, I think Joe Burrow is like a pretty good athlete. And I think CJ Stroud is like a pretty good athlete. Of course you'd take Justin over either of them. And then Joe's just got so much drip. Maybe CJ, CJ's not there yet. I don't know. People. CJ's there. CJ's there. We were making, um, so after pro day, this is just a fun story. Um, So CJ wears this like iced out chain now. Which I think it's hilarious that he Does wears NIL it in games. chain. Does it say yeah, NIL? Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's three crosses, but it was like we were after the pro day, him and I were just having like a 15-minute conversation about just random stuff, like how his summer off season was going and stuff. Um, 
just basic stuff. And like I pointed to his chain and he was like, yeah, David Mulietta is like kind of upset with me that I bought this chain with my NIL money. I'm like, I mean, yeah, look at it. He's, and he's like, but you have three chains on right now. So you can't talk to me about my chain when you've got three chains on. It's like, yeah, but yours has diamonds in it. Mine's just like a normal gold chain. Yeah. CJ's there with the drip. Okay. Trust me. Yeah. So what do you think of the, so if the drip's there, what do you think of Burrow as a CJ comparison? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually, I don't want to say it's perfect. I think Burrow right now is just on everybody's mind because he just got to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think they're actually that similar, but the idea of like they're both minds first and they're, it's their ability to process I, is what makes them elite. I mean, where are they not similar though? I think they're a similar size. I think they're similar athleticism. They're processors. Yeah, they're in the same hat. Yeah, because and, and, and it's like, well, because it's ridiculous to compare anyone to Tom Brady, but it's like Joe Burrow. People think it's like, well, it's Joe Burrow's comparison. It's like, well, it's kind of Tom yeah. Brady, even though so, you're, not, yeah. you're not saying he's the next Tom Brady's going to win. No, they're from the same tree. Yes, yeah. that, that's a good way to put like it. The then, yes, style, I, like how they play, how you if you're envisioning NFL success, what will the success look like? I think the CJ Stroud version of success mm-hmm. looks a lot like the Joe Burrow version of success. And then Justin is a little bit more. And I, I just, I do think a lot of the Russell Wilson stuff is a valid comparison. So in the end, I, I didn't game the system. I was very aware of what my final totals were. I had some votes where, all right, that was my final total. Actually, that's not necessarily reflective of what I think. Let me go back to my numbers a little bit, make sure I agree with what I voted. You came out 41.7 for CJ, 41.6 for Justin. That's as close yeah. as you could have it. I didn't do points, so I was just whole numbers. I came out 41 for Justin, 40 for CJ. So that's as close as I could have it because it's round numbers. So I am slightly to Justin. Now, this came from the discussion a week ago where we drafted the best Ohio State players in the NFL, and I think Dan Lobby is the one who asked, who would you, where would CJ Stroud fit into this conversation? And I think in, I'm, in that moment, I said CJ. But then I wound up voting for Justin with my numbers. But I don't know if that means that I would pick CJ or Justin. I think my initial instinct is, man, the processing just – as much as athleticism matters, and we just think everybody needs that athleticism in the NFL quarterback now. The pro- if you can't process, though, the processing is so at the forefront. You have to have a brain like a computer. I just think that still is the number one thing. And if that's where CJ is just absolutely the best, it's hard for me to get away from CJ. And I know we haven't seen it, but if I'm projecting he's still going to be good at it, only get better at it, I think in the end, if I had to vote in our poll, which we'll get to the poll results, I think I would vote for CJ even though my numbers pick Justin, but that's how close it is. And I would take either of them. So you have the edge to CJ. If you voted in our poll, no numbers, CJ or Justin, you would vote for CJ. CJ. Okay. Yeah. So, but by the numbers, it's a split. So the numbers are split mm-hmm. to the texters. The texters picked Justin by a bigger gap. Justin Fields, 42.33. CJ Stroud, 39.74. So that is a gap of two and a half. That is the, the overall gap is smaller than the athleticism gap. That's all athleticism. If you do the other four, CJ's ahead. 
that athleticism gap for the textures, 9.1 to 5.55, just like, like CJ couldn't overcome that. So 42.33 to 39.74 in the end, we're all in the same range. Justin Fields, 42.33 for the textures. Justin Fields, 41.6 for Steven. Justin Fields, 41 for me. Texters, C.J. Stroud, 39.74. Steven, C.J. Stroud, 41.7. C.J. Stroud for me is 40. Overall, Justin Fields, 124.93. C.J. Stroud, 121.44. Do you think that gap is a little bit too much for Justin by the Texters? Or do you understand that it's just the athleticism is just kind of obvious. And then that was just too much by the numbers for CJ to overcome. I don't agree that I, I don't think the gap should be that big if you're picking Justin, but I understand why. And it's not necessarily so much of like, Justin's a really freak athlete. I think it's the fact that CJ won't run. And that has been a conversation all season. Like even when he started playing at an elite level, it was still the idea of like, every time he runs, it's like a mini party for Ohio state fans because he just won't ever do it. And yeah, I mean, I, I think we've moved past that as well. I mean, uh, we, that was a heavy argument, like halfway through the season last year. I'm I think that. it's I'm past. That. You know, I, you know, I'm not like we're. I think uh, on this podcast, we're not like no one's going to be like, hey, CJ, are you going to run it 15 times? But like, I think that is going to be. As much as this fan base has moved towards that, we now have NFL quarterbacks there has still been enough running quarterbacks here that that is still something you're used to. So when you're seeing the polar opposite of that now, whether it's with Dwayne, whether it's with CJ, and it's going to be the same thing with Kyle McCord and maybe not so much with Devin because Devin loves to take off. But even with Dylan, like when you're, when you're still kind of getting used to it, some of you still wants to see like the it's third and two. I want to see my quarterback tough it out and get those yards because you're so used to every quarterback who comes through here being able to do that. But Ryan Day has even said like, when we're recording recruiting guys, we're not going to run you into the dirt here. So I do think that is still in the back of fans minds. And maybe that won't be the case four or five years from now, after we've seen a couple quarterbacks go through it. I, I actually don't think it's the, it's that I, I do think people like the scramble and make a throw kind of guy. I think they like the Mahomes aspect of it. Yeah. Cause it looks again, cool. Yeah. That's people fair. are dropping, you know, Patrick Mahomes stuff for, Dylan Rayola and like that's crazy, but it's like it's just the style. They like the they like the playmaking broken play kind of traits, which isn't necessarily running, but Justin has a little more of that trait, I think, than CJ does. Let's double back on arm talent. Justin had the edge by a point and a half. Accuracy, CJ has the edge by about two points. This is total voting from me and Steven and the Texters. Athleticism. Justin has an edge by five and a half points, 29 to 23.45. Processing, CJ has an edge of 7.8, 28.92 to 21.1. So that's a big gap. Mm-hmm. And then intangibles is where it's really close. Justin, 23.98, CJ, 23.66. So in the end, arm slightly Justin Accuracy slightly CJ, athleticism big for Justin, processing big for CJ, intangibles basically even, which leads us to like <laughs> basically even. The vote in the end, Justin, that's what me and the texters said, CJ, that's what Steven said. And let's get to the actual what started this pick one. This is this was like several days before the breakdown. Steven, the question is. 
if this is how I phrase it to the texters, if you ran an NFL team and could have Justin Fields right now or know that you will draft C.J. Stroud next year, which quarterback would you take long-term for your NFL franchise? What do you think the vote was on that question? I think C.J. won the vote. What do you think the breakdown was? What was the percentage? I'd say 56-44. It is 53-47 for Justin Fields. Oh, wow. So Justin Fields overcomes the recency bias. We had people say they think it's going to be 70 or 85% for CJ. Justin wins. So if you think that people have forgotten how good Justin Fields was, they haven't. If you think people are holding the Bears experience against Justin Fields, they're not. I think in the end, this is just a slight lean towards athleticism over processing. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I would lean slightly processing over athleticism, but with the way things have gone in the NFL, you really need a guy who has both. Truly in the end, you need a guy who has both. Because if you're just an athlete running around and you don't know what you're seeing, you're not going to make it. And if you're a statue who can't evade pressure and at least get rid of the ball before he gets sacked, you're not going to make it. These guys do have both. And I do think in the end, Steven, they're both going to be good. I do think there's something to the idea of Justin Fields was the fourth quarterback taken in his class, and it was a good class. But for Justin to go behind Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, I don't think CJ would go behind Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Now, Trevor Lawrence is probably the number one pick in both those, but what a couple of people said early, I do think that was at least some indication of what the NFL thinks of Justin Fields, even if we think they might be wrong. And I think we sort of all said, listen, of course, we know him better. We watched him more. Would I have taken Justin Fields as the second quarterback in that class ahead of Zach Wilson and Trey Lance? Yes, I would have just behind Trevor Lawrence, but they didn't Steven. And I, I just can't imagine like a Zach Wilson type or a Trey Lance type having a kind of year that a year from now, they're going to go ahead of CJ Stroud. That seems inconceivable to me. So then in that way, it feels like, well, maybe the NFL would lean CJ Stroud. I think the NFL one would lean CJ Stroud. Cause as I mentioned before, the minds are still winning Super Bowls. No matter how many supernova athletes you get, the minds keep winning the Super Bowls. But then also for the context, I am wondering, because we didn't find this out until after he got drafted, the fact that he had been dealing with epilepsy yep. since the ninth grade. And this is the NFL draft process is like the ultimate exercise of overthinking. And so if you thought that Zach Wilson, Trey, especially Trey Lance and Justin Fields, because they're similar style quarterbacks, yep. if you thought they were equal and you're handing out millions of dollars, if like then you learn a kid has epilepsy, that might have been the thing that pushed mm-hmm especially with the 49ers, push them towards Trey Lance over Justin Fields. No, I think that's reasonable. Which is why, like, 10 years from now, if Justin Fields is everything we thought he was at at Ohio State, we're all going to be going, how could they overthink that? Oh, it's because he had epilepsy and all the medical staff found out about it. Right. Now, it's an important point to bring up. So I hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. It was a little bit like favorite kid, but the thing is, in the end, you love all your kids. It's not that you don't like a kid. I, I think we believe that both these guys can be good NFL quarterbacks. And that's just fun for Ohio State fans because Ohio State has not had a ton of NFL quarterbacks, as we know. All right, good stuff ahead next week. We have a basketball reset podcast that we recorded a week ago and then put on ice because of Dylan Rayola. That'll come next week. We previewed 
Notre Dame this week. Arkansas State is up next. I think we'll do some rapid fires next week. And we have some backlog podcasts that we did with Nathan Baird before he left. So if you're missing, missing Nathan's voice, I would expect that you will hear him in probably one of the podcasts next week. As long as no 2025 or 2026 quarterbacks decide to commit to Ohio State, you will be getting that basketball no, I know. on Monday. Like, Nathan's going to come back in June and be like, what do you mean you didn't run any of my podcasts? We'll be like, every time we were going to do it, somebody committed. Yeah. So Nathan, by the way, it's like, I thought Nathan was just going to vanish. And like, Nathan's like retweeting some of our stories. Yeah, and like, yeah. It's very nice of him, but it's also like, Nathan, if you're listening, it's okay. Yeah. We appreciate the retweet, but it's okay. You can delete Twitter from your phone if you want. So we assume everything is going great with Baby Baird, and we'll welcome Nathan when he's back. But again, they're out there, so you'll be hearing Nathan Baird in some podcasts in the weeks ahead. For now, for Stephen Means, I'm Doug Maurice, and that was Buckeye Talk. Buckeye Talk.